This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily on a Friday, September 22nd. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following our podcast. And uh, and really, the growth of this podcast has been incredible. I started doing this late April, of course, Tucker with me as a producer and off and on with me during our video podcast. And, you know, we've been getting feedback and, and so many people have downloaded and subscribed and, and followed this podcast. It's really so much fun for me to do. I know Tucker do. Of course, we used to do the evening show together, so the two of us get to do this project now together and, of course, sharing with you guys. Really do appreciate everyone listening and uh, and bringing the content we do every single day, YouTube and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so have I'll have a uh, NFL Picks podcast episode for you coming up, and you'll have that in your, uh, your feed on Saturday. Hopefully doing a little bit better than I have through the first couple weeks. A pretty dismal first couple weeks for me picking NFL games, but we'll get to that coming up. My picks for week number three across the NFL episode coming for you tomorrow. But let's let's dive into the Eagles a little bit as we get you know look forward to week three, the game Monday night in Tampa. It feels like forever since the Eagles have played, and we got to wait a few more days for this game. But so much dissection on WIP this week in New Philadelphia about the passing game and what's wrong and why, despite a two and zero start. And and they look that's always number one. That's what Jalen Hurts said yesterday. Winning is the, is the main thing. But we can all say this with with great certainty. The passing game has not been what it needs to be so far this season. It just hasn't been. And you can throw some numbers at me and you can tell me, yes, the Eagles have a you know 70% completion or whatever it is, 71% the first couple games. And that's fine. But I think it's it's pretty obvious. The Eagles have not thrown the football as efficiently this year as they want to, as they need to, to be a big-time winning football team. And... The question really becomes, I think, in everyone's mind, and what we're trying to figure out is why? Like, what what is the biggest reason for this? Is it the coaches or is it the players? And, you know, there's been more criticism of Jalen Hurts on WIP over the past week plus than I've heard since 2021. I mean, you just didn't hear any of this stuff last year, even in a couple games here and there where he didn't play great. He mostly played outstanding. It's why he was second in the NFL MVP voting. But he just he hasn't been that so far this year. He he just by by no stretch of the imagination has Jalen Hurts been a star level quarterback through the first couple of weeks. And if you want to say well the numbers aren't that much different, you'd be wrong. I mean he's thrown for you know 
oh, well over 100 yards last the first couple games versus last year to this year. It might be over 200 yards. Um, you know, he was over five something and he's in the threes right now, 363. I think it's close to 200 yards difference in the first two games. He also has run for 70 plus yards less this year that compared to last year, the first couple of weeks, the passer ratings down. I mean, it's just, it's all different. It, it's all, it's all different compared to what your average yards per attempt down. Um, the passing game is just, it's not where it needs to be right now. And as I look at it and I watched the first couple games, just like we all have, and I've gone back and watched again and, and kind of dissected as much as I could listening to experts we've had on our show, whether it be Ray Didinger, whether it be, you know, Ross Tucker, whether it be Merrill Reese, whoever we've had on to give their opinion on the Eagles first couple of weeks, including Seth Joyner, who joined us yesterday. You know, the the common denominator, as I view it, is Jalen Hurts is not playing as well as he needs to be. He's not seeing the field as well as he needs to be. He is not as decisive as he needs to be. But the way I view it, and, that, and those are non, non-negotiable. As far as I view it, those are non-negotiable things. I mean, that that's those are facts. But the way I view it is, it's more a product of the coaching so far this season than it is Jalen Hurts. You know, Tucker and I did an episode a couple days ago talking about the coaching and how much this team does or does not miss Shane Steichen and misses Jonathan Gannon. And I think it's pretty clear they miss Shane Steichen. Uh, I think this offense was more his creation than we wanted to believe. And I think we kind of convinced ourselves, well, it's Sirianni's offense, Steichen just calls the plays. Well, okay. You know, there's a, a decent body of evidence now without Shane Steichen that this offense is not very good. And with Shane Steichen, the offense was outstanding. You watch what he's done so far in Indianapolis with Anthony Richardson, even, you know, Gardner Minshew coming in because um, Richardson got banged up in that game last week against the Texans. And that offense is creative. That offense seems to be a step ahead of defenses. And that offense has been, you know, pretty good so far, better than the Eagles on a play by play basis so far this season, despite having far less talent. So I look at this team and I look at the players. And is there a big drop-off between Cam Jurgens and Isaac Sayamalo? I don't think there is. Right now, it's, it looks like a wash to me at the right guard spot. The other offensive linemen are all here. They brought back their same skill position players, and they're all outstanding players. They brought back Jalen Hurts. I don't think Jalen Hurts became a dummy overnight. I don't think his ability to process information got worse overnight. My theory on this is the Eagles are not a very well-coached offensive team. Now, I'll give Brian Johnson credit for adjusting in the game last Thursday against the Vikings and sticking with something that he knew could work and adjusting to the fronts he was seeing, which was a three-man front. Brian Johnson spoke about this and, and said the players kept coming over to him and saying that they got three up front. They, they're dropping eight. You know, We can run the football against this to a, a very high level. And they did that, and they dominated the football game. You know, the last two and a half quarters, running the football. Good on Brian Johnson for listening to his players. Good on him for waking up. Good on him, good on him for taking advantage of what the Vikings were allowing the Eagles to do. But going into games, game one in New England, game two against the Minnesota Vikings, he's been out coached clearly by Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick, the defensive minds over in New England, and Brian Flores. They are one step ahead. The Eagles. Offense looks one step behind this year, and it looks that on planning. It looks that on guessing what the opponent's going to do. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it shouldn't be rocket science to figure out, you know, Hugh on on the Midday Show always talks about self-scouting, always talks about how teams will get in the lab in the offseason. Defenses, he used to talk about, he talks about, you know, when he was with here and with Jim Johnson, they used to go into the lab in the offseason, watch all the tape, all the film, all the, the cut-ups of their two games against the Cowboys, their two games against the Giants, their two games, you know, then against the Redskins, but we know the Commanders now, against Washington. Watch what they did. Watch how they tried to attack the Eagles and be ready for it the next season. And then also dive into all the games the Cowboys played, all the games the Giants played, all the games that the Commanders, Washington football team, whatever you want to call them, played, and be ready for what they're going to do against you the next year. So, And then there's also the element of self-scouting. What did we do last year that teams are going to try to attack us? How, how, could, how can we be a little bit different? How can we be ready for what's going to be thrown at us. And I think that's really really the failure right now is that of this Eagles passing game is Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni, all the coaching staff. I'm just going to throw it on just one guy, but you know, Johnson is the is the coordinator, he is the play caller. They they didn't seem to come prepared for how defenses might adjust to them. That that's what I've noticed through the first couple of weeks. Whether it be Belichick taking away the RPO in week 1 or Flores taking away the middle of the field and the passing game and the intermediate passing game in week two. It feels like the Eagles aren't prepared for what defense they're throwing at them. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Jalen Hurts is the cause for this. Like, can he make a better decision in that interception against the Vikings? Absolutely. He can't make that pass. Should he have run that football and, you know, lowered his shoulder and got popped and fumbled against the Patriots? No, it's an unacceptable, you know, turnover. But, Play to play this season, I, I don't feel like it's it's mostly Jalen Hurts. I feel like he's not prepared because of the coaching to go into the game and and have a, a a leg up on what the defenses might be doing. So when he drops back, he has an idea like, oh, that's it. That's what we talked about all week. That's what we practiced against all week. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like the Eagles are one step ahead. It feels like they're one step behind. And when you're one step behind and you feel the pressure, you know, whether it be a, a blitzer or a guy coming off the edge, and then you take a step back or you move the wrong direction, all of a sudden the play goes from having a chance at success to being dead on arrival. And it feels like some of the Eagles' offensive plays, particularly in the passing game this year, and, and it gets Minnesota, are dead on arrival. I mean, they, they just are. Now, they hit a couple bombs a couple nights ago, and that's great. And that really saved the day in terms of that game, but it also saved the day in terms of statistically. I mean, Jalen Hurts' numbers, if you take out the two bombs um, on last Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings, would have been, I mean, horrifying. So he was 18-23 for what turned out to be 193 yards. You know, we could go through that game log, but I imagine, I'm trying to think of the two Devontae bombs this year, uh, last week. I'll, I'll pull up the numbers on the two Devontae Smith catches and, you know, kind of what that game is if you take those throws out like on the other 23 passes how many yards did he get I mean it it just it couldn't have been many I mean we're talking about a very 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 small number of of let's do it this way 
So I got the numbers here in front of me. Devontae had four receptions for 131 yards, okay? So that means on the other 14 completions, Jalen Hurts had something to the effect of 50 yards. We're talking about, you know, three, less than four yards per completion on the other 14 completions on the day. I mean, that's that's really a, a rough offense. I mean, that, that's a rough passing game. And I think it's because there's just not much there. They they dump it off. They try screen passes that are that are are very easily di- dissected by the defense. You know, last year the passing game always felt one step ahead, whether it be through the RPO game or when they went down the field. They had something. They they had something on the defense every week where Jalen Hurts looked looked around and said, "That's my answer." He didn't have answers right now. And, and with the weapons they have, that's unacceptable from a coaching perspective. So here's what I'm hoping, and we're going to find this out on Monday night. I'm hoping that when we when we turn our TVs on and you're watching and we're listening to Merrill, Mike, and Howard on Monday night against Tampa Buccaneers, I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts has more answers to the test. In 2021, it felt like you know they were well coached down the stretch. He had some answers. He didn't have the personnel other than Devontae. Last year, very well coached all year long on the offensive side of the ball. He had the answers to the test and the weapons and the ability to do what he does. This year, I don't think the ability is gone. I, I don't think it is. I don't think his ability to read a defense and, and make the right decision is gone. I'm not saying he's made every right decision. I don't think that's gone. I don't think Jalen Hurst turned into a less cerebral quarterback. Got, you know, less, you know, is showing less of ability to read a defense. I don't, I don't think you lose that. What I think is he's being thrown things he's never seen. And it's one thing to say, Jalen, read it in the moment and make the correct call. And to be fair, he's got to do a better job of that. But there's also something to be said of why isn't he prepped for this? Why isn't why aren't they guessing correctly? You know, I always think coaching in football is half. I mean, it's really actually more. I would say it's probably 75 percent to 80 percent preparation, and then 20 to 25 percent adjustment. You know, adjusting to what you're actually seeing, but you got to kind of guess and forecast it the right way. It's almost like going outside, and you know, it's about to rain, and 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 you don't have a raincoat, you don't have an umbrella. Like you got to be ready. You got to be ready for the elements. And the Eagles haven't been ready for the elements within their passing game, and it's neutralizing what should be one of the more prolific passing games in the National Football League. When you have AJ Brown and you have Devontae Smith and you have Dallas Goddard, you shouldn't be slogging along. You know, to where seventy-five to eighty percent of your throws are going for four yards, like that—that's ridiculous. It is a ridiculous, and it's not a sustainable way to move the football, and it's not a winning formula. It, it really isn't. Their passing game has been stuck in mud for two weeks, other than a couple bombs. They've got to fix it. And and the way I view it is, this has been more on the coaches, and the jury's out. Like we don't know if if Brian Johnson is any good. You hope he is, but once in a while you downgrade a coordinator, even if no one realizes it. You know, like the Eagles lost Frank Reich, and then it turned out to be Press Taylor and Mike Rowe, and those guys were bad at what they did. I'm not saying Brian Johnson's bad, but there's an assumption like plug and play, no big deal, because he knows Jalen Hurts, and he's been around football, and he played quarterback at Utah, and he went, you know, he was a coach to Florida. All awesome. All these coaches have good backgrounds. It's how they got, you know, this high up in the NFL to be a quarterback coach or a wide receiver coach or whatever before they become a play caller. It doesn't mean you're good at it. So I think there's the the jury's totally out on, on Brian Johnson. And I put the Eagles' offensive woes, passing game-wise, the first couple weeks, way more on coaching. They don't look prepared. And Monday night, when they take that field against Tampa, you know Todd Bowles is going to have a plan. I mean, Todd Bowles, I don't think he's a very good head coach. I think he's a, a kind of a dull head coach. And I think by the end of the season, you know Tampa will be back in the 
you know, eight win range, seven, eight win range, maybe nine. But I don't think they're a great team. I don't think Todd Bowles is going to take them anywhere as a head coach. But as a defensive guy, and we saw it a couple years ago when that clip came out, the Bucks playoff game, um, you know, it, I think it was Richard Sherman, if I remember correctly, uh, it was screaming, he can't read. So they, they had Jalen and a pretzel a couple years ago. He's better now. He's smarter now. He's wiser now. I think Jalen can read if he's given, you know, it's almost like giving a kid the wrong book to study and then give him the test. Well, you give him the right book to study, I think he'll do fine on the test. So far, it feels like they've given him the wrong book to study, and that's on Brian Johnson. It's on Nick Sirianni to clean this thing up, to get this team prepared, because they look unprepared. They've looked unprepared the first couple games of the season, a year after being so far ahead of the curve in terms of preparation, in terms of the answers to the test, in terms of play calling. It's just gone the wrong way. So on that line, coaches or players, who you blaming more, who am I blaming more, who are we all blaming more for the passing game woes for the first couple weeks? It's obvious to me. It's on this coaching staff to clean this up and put Jalen Hurts in a better position to read the defense correctly and make those plays down the field. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following, of course, WIP Daily, where you get your podcast, the YouTube page as well, 94 WIP. A lot of our podcasts we do in video form. So check it out. Subscribe there. The 94 WIP YouTube page. NFL picks for week three will be in your feed on Saturday morning. Appreciate everyone listening and hopefully we make some money together this weekend watching the NFL. We'll talk soon right here on WIP Daily.